0: Welcome to Rolling the Dice. This is Marina, Johanna, Julianne,
1: and Frida. You know how when like, things are cute, you just want to smush them? Yeah,
0: yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Kill them? I literally, it's not good for me to be around um, really cute things for a while because I clenched my teeth really hard and afterwards my jaw hurts. you have like dental
1: trauma? <laughs> yeah. like, anyways. Yeah, okay. Um, well. Okay.
2: Okay, so this is our episode about sexism and the woman's experience in a patriarchal world. So should we start with, like, some childhood experiences where we um, felt sexism and other things associated?
1: Wait, when was the, like, the first time you guys felt that, like, like you were, like, different from males
0: Mm, I remember this one time um after school hours there'd be like a bunch of kids who stayed over and like in like Mexico you call it uh tiempo extra uh and it's just like you pay um the school to have somebody take care of your kids like after school hours um and obviously I would always be there um and there was a lot of other kids uh and there was this these like two boys that I really like to play with who would always like stay late and there's this one time we were trying to make like a fort and we had like this blanket. And then um, I must have been like six or seven years old at the time. And we like threw the blanket over and we were telling like scary stories. And then the lady, scary stories to Dead in the dark. Da, da. um, and then the lady who like used to take care of me like pulled me out and she was really mad at me. And then I was like, what goes on? And she's like, you're a lady. You can't be like under like under blankets hiding with boys. And I was like, why? And they were like, just don't do it. You- like bad things can happen and I was like oh okay and then I think that's because I've always been really tomboyish and I think I grew up with like mostly boys around me so I just like learned to kind of like feel like I was one of them but I think that was one of the first moments where I like realized that oh okay there's there's there are differences
2: wait I feel like I had a similar experience but with my cousin in that like when we went to India we would all be like Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, bedrooms, right? So we'd be sleeping, like, all in the same room and like, mattresses and things. And, like, I think it was, like, when I was, like, 10 or something and they wouldn't let me sleep in, like, the same bed with him. I don't remember. But, yeah, that's, like, small but, like, similar.
3: I think for me, it was, like, just very small things. Like, Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things is, like, uh just my mom saying things like oh don't sit like that because that's not the way that a lady should sit (laughs) and like other things like that or like you should be more composed or whatever
1: dude my mom still says that though dude same Mm
0: -hmm. yeah same my brother can swear as much as he wants but if I swear a lot like my mom will genuinely get mad at me because she's like that's not how a lady talks
2: yeah my grandmother would always say like because I have like I'm kind of hot-headed sometimes as in like sometimes like when I'm speaking to my parents I'll like talk before I think and she's like as a woman you have to be like by the visa which is like all encompassing of like you have to be like respectful, quiet.
1: I actually don't think I realized the difference until I went to school because I feel like school sort of just like I don't know, amplifies. I guess it was like more obvious like what kind of behaviors Were reserved for like girls versus boys, and also just like some of the things like kids would say, especially like boy students, they'd be like, "You can't do this because you're a girl," and stuff like that. Because like when I was home, like my parents aren't aren't sexist, but yeah, but like at home, I would like I like shared a room with my brother, um, until I was probably like seven or eight. I don't know, maybe older. I don't remember. But I don't, yeah, I think like we did like pretty similar activities. And I, I would pretty much like meld into whatever activities like my brother picked up. So I never like realized like how gendered things were until like I went to school.
0: Oh, to go off of like what Julianne said, I feel like my grandparents were like especially the harshest and like where I realized the biggest like differences. Cause like my cousins and my brother and I would always would like spend a lot of time on my grandparents and um all of my cousins are boys and my brother is a boy um and so like afterwards like I remember when like dinner was over like most of the guys would be dismissed to go play but I had to stay with my grandma and like help her clean um dishes and stuff like that and then like my grandma was very strict with me like she had very high standards of what I would should act like and like cuz we had uniforms uh and like obviously we had like girls had to wear skirts and like I was never allowed to like sit even with my like I couldn't cross my legs I couldn't sit with my legs like stretched open um or my grandma would like get mad at me um and like what else uh, oh like also my grandfather uh was a very misogynistic and sexist man um and so from when i was lit- really little like expectations f- from him and like how much he liked um his grandkids like was heavily based on gender and because i was a female i often like got the worst end of the stick from m- both of my grandparents and and also i was the only female in like my immediate family so damn ooh also like beyblades i loved <laughs> playing with beyblade <laughs> and i remember at one point i got like my own rink to play with uh-huh. it was bought specifically for me and i can't remember who bought it, but it was blue and i love playing with it and as soon as my cousins and my brother found it my grandparents like just gave it to them and they were like just play with something else because it was like a boy's toy dude what pretty sure there was an issue about it afterwards because I'm pretty sure I didn't go I didn't just go ahead and like was like yeah okay that seems fair so I'm pretty sure it ended up just getting confiscated and nobody was allowed to play with it even though it was mine (laughs) but yeah I I will never forget that I'll go to that I'll go to the grave with that
2: Wait, like Johanna said, I don't think my parents were like explicitly sexist, so I feel like I didn't have like prescribed things to play cuz I also I never played with dolls or stuffed animals. Like I really enjoyed Beyblades as well and then I liked building things. I loved blocks. I would build with blocks for like hours. So I feel like yeah, things were not gendered like that in my house.
1: I just had a flashback to when I was in high school, and I got yelled at because my my bra straps were showing through my shirt. And I was like, excuse me.
2: Dude, someone was taking I, – I was at school pictures, and I was wearing, like, the two-fingered tank top, right? And this guy was like, I can see your bra straps. I need you to put your two fingers down to see if it's, like, school picture appropriate. I'm like, dude, this is two fingers. But yeah, this man –
1: The two finger rule is so arbitrary. (laughs) Like, like why two?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, two fingers, totally a slut. Three fingers, you're all right. But two fingers, (laughs) actually, um, if we're transitioning from like childhood to like teenage years, um, bro, teenage years in a public high school in America. I remember, um, I was, like, well aware of the dress code, um, and, like, but, like, you know, I, like, I don't think I have that many clothes, and, like, one of the clothes that I had was, like, a pair of leggings, because they're really comfortable, and they go with a lot of things, and they were, like, not, like, yoga pants, whatever the frick they call them, um, uh, they were, like, dress pants that were, like, kind of, like, leggings, do you guys know what I'm talking about? They're, like, fancier, not really leggings, but you can wear them with a lot of And I wore a sweater that, like, covered my butt. Um, But sometimes when I was, like, walking to class, like, whatever, the sweater would, like, ride up because I'm walking. Uh, But it still covered most of my butt. And then this teacher who is who one time after I graduated high school said something so racist, she only got suspended because she is white. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, uh, I was walking to class and she like yelled at me, but I didn't understand what she heard. And I was like panicking and I didn't know what to do. So I just like walked to class, but she was like yelling at me and she was like,
2: hey, I can see. Blah, blah, blah.
0: And I was like, what? And also she said, I can see your smile. And I was like, good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And I didn't doubt until later on that she meant like the faults of my ass cheeks as to make to even more uncomfortable. Who says, what grown, what saying grown adult tells that to a 12 year old girl? anyways so I didn't really understand what she said it was like my first year in America so I'm still like getting used to like people talking fast and like I walked into my classroom and I just like sat down I'm like and I'm like thinking about I'm like that was weird I don't know what like that was she can see my smile okay like good like I guess I don't know and I'm just chilling class getting ready to learn and she storms into the classroom and like opens the door and looks very agitated and just looks at my teacher and just goes hey you know what you have a student right there that girl right there and obviously everyone's like looking at me and i'm like oh what is going on and she's like and i told her i told her go to the principal because she's dressed very inappropriately so she needs to come to the principal's office with me right now and of course i got up and then she's like she's wearing leggings and it's inappropriate so of course i got up and the second i got up i felt violently uncomfortable because I knew for a fact everyone was looking at my ass. Because you know what? No normal person would have been looking at my ass. It had not been for her. And then she called me and then everyone was like, ooh and then I've never like, that was one of the most humiliated like, humiliating moments of like, my teenage years. And she like, took me to the office and was like, yelling at me. She's like, I told you to go. You're dressed inappropriately. And
2: how, how can, I just... Yeah, you guys, you guys can unfold that for me because I don't. That's so wrong on so many different levels. That's like unprofessional for her to come yell at you, like, like regardless of even if she thought you were ignoring her. Like, that's not professional at all. Also, who is this teacher? Um, I will not say names,
0: but um. She used to teach at the junior high, and also she only got suspended for telling a Muslim, ki- Muslim kid as a quote-unquote joke not to leave his backpack in the gym alone because it could have a bomb in it.
2: When Dude, I she should have lost her job and had, like, a red ticket on her, on her job description for the rest of her goddamn life. That's absolutely awful.
1: Yep.
0: But all she got was she got suspended for, like, a week, I think, and that's it. Dudes,
2: made terrorist jokes at me though so
1: is extremely like inappropriate <laughs> yeah he, my um, he like was my driving he was a driving instructor at y- in yakima yeah he was like native american but also like extremely republican and like conservative and had like offensive edgy humor you know what i realized oh. on
0: a lot of illogical white anger you know how like like especially with everything that is going on nowadays like uh a lot of conservative white people get very angry about well you can't tell me what like i feel like shit i was gonna say something really good and i just fucking lost it fucking what the fuck was i gonna say oh i feel like it's so funny because it's literally like poc's just being like hey, you've been suppressing, like, you've been suppressing us. And it's so, like, could you, like, maybe not do that? And it's why people are like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing it because it makes me feel great. So, fuck you. So, I just don't, by the way, cut that out because I'm explaining it very poorly. But um, it's like what Tony Morrison said. If you have to keep somebody on their knees to feel tall, then you've got a serious fucking issue.
2: It's also, like, they just like playing themselves as victim like I'd never go on Twitter but I went on Twitter and I just saw this girl like yelling that like white privilege doesn't exist because she was doing something illegal like recklessly driving and this cop pulled her over and like had a gun trained on her the entire time and she's like he's like that white privilege doesn't exist like (laughs) like I got a gun put on me for 10 minutes and I'm like dude if you were white I mean if you were not white you would have been dead or like shot or like that wouldn't have gone as nicely as it did go. Can
0: you imagine if I said, like, if you bleach and dye your hair as many times as I do, it won't fall off and you'll be completely fine? Like, can you imagine if I applied my experience with me having thick hair to everybody? That's, like, the same as doing that. It's, like, it's my experience, so it must apply to everybody.
2: And it's also just victimizing herself. Like, she's like, oh, I, like, got a gun trained on me too. Poor me. That's why white privilege doesn't exist. I hate white victimizing white tears, man.
1: Um, but to add on to like Marina's um story about her smile,
0: (laughs) 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 oh, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Um,
1: and when I went to Christian school in middle school, um, we went on a like a Christian God retreat every fall, or like for seventh and eighth grade, and um, we would just like camp out in the not in the woods but like in a in a park and then we would like have a retreat and do fun things and then like both years they would like pull the girls aside and have like a talk with them like the female teachers would have a talk with the female students and they would just basically tell us to not be a slut via like via what we wear and (laughs) And, like, they would make some, like, passive-aggressive comments for, like, certain students because, like, we all knew each other because the school was so small. And I was like, something about this doesn't feel right. Dude.
3: Why are... Why are female teachers, like, so complacent towards that dress code and then, like, enforce it? I will never understand. Also, like, sexualizing kids, basically. Mm -hmm. Like... It like I'm like dumbfounded by, dude, it. dude. Especially
2: because she called attention to your ass. Like no, like exactly. do like
0: <coughs> I don't even have words. Twelve-year-old, my ass was not being fed juicy for her to be that mad about. It. <laughs> stop! stop, stop. We're stop! talking about
1: twelve-year-old. <laughs> oh, no.
0: About it to alleviate my traumas.
1: But yes, I think um. I feel like this is a good segue into a topic I really really want to talk about which is internalized misogyny cuz like I feel like um like female teachers act the way they do and they're so hard on female students to like reinforce their position within the patriarchy and I feel like like internalized misogyny exists on like so many levels I was talking to a friend about this but we sort of just concluded that like even when women are being shitty to other women it's like the fault of men Mm -hmm. or the fault of the patriarchy in general Mm
0: -hmm. no yeah
1: i even think that sometimes
0: even other women like i feel like sometimes other women are even harsher to other women because it's that like need to fit in and be accepted within the norm which is like the patriarchy Mm -hmm. so you're harsher on women and you're even more sexist than maybe male counterparts, uh, because you're trying to make up. Like I don't know how to explain this, but um, trying to comply with the system, but you don't even realize you're doing it. Cause you, like I feel like most women do, do that. Like don't realize what. Never mind. I feel like I can't speak this episode. Just take it up. <laughs> no. 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 Keep going.
2: Keep going with the thought. It'll it'll make sense. Johanna will make it make sense. <laughs> I feel like it's like the trying to make up for the guilt of
0: being a woman because like uh from the moment you're born you get told that you're inferior because you're a woman and so i feel like you you are raised to hate who you are um and when you get to the point of hating who you are because of men or like how johanna said the patriarch the patri- patriarchal system you want to be part of it and feel like you're lesser because you're also hating on women because simply because they are women.
2: And also some people defend it by saying they're making you tougher because you have to be tougher than men in this world. Like, I, I don't know. That's something that I feel like I've been told before too.
1: I think like no matter um, what the intention is, it's still internalized misogyny. Cause like, mm-hmm. even I see it like in myself and like the way I react to like certain situations or like, Even, I don't know, like, like, even the stereotype of, like, basic girls, like, like, girls who wear brandy, girls who drink Starbucks, like, I feel like even, like, making fun of the, I mean, like, everyone is, like, able to be, like, everyone is able to be made fun of on a, like, certain level, but I feel like just, like, I don't know, the fact that uh, girls are, like, shamed for liking what they like in that aspect, and like the fact that so many other like edgy girls and like alternative girls and like girls who aren't the mainstream like like add into that mm-hmm. is sort of like yeah like they're reinforcing sexism by shaming other girls that they feel superior to mm-hmm. But yeah, and then that's like uh, that at the like at the end of the line, like like maybe we're not consciously thinking about it like very deeply, but at the end of the line is for like male approval.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, what were you were saying about like like women shaming other women because they feel like they're better than them? Mm-hmm. Like that reminded me of that time that we were like doing National Honor Society stuff, and then like the two female teachers were like calling girls sluts for wearing short dresses and just like casually shut slut shaming them and like stereotyping them for just like what they choose to wear which isn't like even odd for like a society like I feel like there's like like there's nothing in school that's like policed more than like what girls wear and like how like people were talking about you if you can police what girl w- girls wear then you can enforce wearing masks and how like also like a dress code is only for like female students and not for male students beyond that they have to wear a shirt or something. Also to
0: add to an an ethnic person perspective too, I remember the only reason why school started being more lenient about the dress code in the first place was because white girls wanted to start wearing shorts because it was hot. Yeah. that of that that, the re- that like I would only like to imagine what it would have been like had Latino girls started to wear shorts and like first mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> bro white feminism white feminism is also part of the patriarchy yeah I was gonna say.
0: yeah, big time I was gonna say something nice like based I, I really like I think it was either frida Frida or Johanna who said, um that misogynistic women it's like the, there's a belief that they are superior because they're complacent with the system that puts them down um i think that's i think that's really interesting and you, I, whoever said it you said it really well i just wanted to emphasize that point
1: yeah and i was also sort of thinking about um like that uh, that, not episode, that chapter in Our Prisons Absolute by Angela Davis where she talks about, like, women's prisons and how, like, white women were trying to, like, get women to be convicted to the same degree as men for equality, and I was like, something about this. Dude. <laughs> something about this,
0: uh, Frida, you were going into the medical field. Racism in the medical field is, is rampant. Like, racism on its own is horrifying racism in the medical field is like i don't i don't even have the words to describe mm-hmm. the, experience. the fact that until recent years it was widely assumed and accepted that black women did not experience as much pain as other women
2: it's still accepted people still think that like residents were interviewed and they still thought that black people felt less pain than white people and it's how it's it just allows us to feel better for all the awful stuff that has happened black people in the past and also like to this day black babies are less likely to survive than white babies and also like all like infectious diseases everything in the textbook is on white skin you don't know what it looks like in black skin brown skin any other skin and like even more than that like mental health like it's been really harshly emphasized that like you need people who understand like your culture and your background sometimes to like truly like help you. Right. And I feel like culturally um, adequate mental health is not present for a lot of different people, like, like Asian Americans specifically, but also like indigenous people because they are, ha- have the highest rates of suicide. So yeah, it's all tied back to like, it's like intersectionality, right? Every aspect of your identity results in disenfranchise or dis- discrimination and yeah it's just all added together to make our society especially what you said not having enough access to resources like
0: to deal with mental health and physical health for indigenous people mm-hmm. i just like like how do you account for all the the historical trauma and how do you and the fact that they're never gonna get um dude i just lost this word but um reparations uh and the fact that the U.S. as a country just said that, I just, I, that's a whole other discussion for another topic, but before I, that's a whole other discussion for another day, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, and, the, and just, like, bottom line, before we, like, end the, our mental health, like, branch, but just, like, the fact that healthcare in general is not, like, accessible, mm-hmm. and it's not a human right yeah, in America, in the U.S., but yeah.
2: Dude, I was reading this MCAT, um, it was literally in the MCAT practice test but it was about how like western countries and like other peer countries like wealth does not correspond to health mm-hmm. so like wealthier countries don't necessarily have a healthier population and that just shows you where we put our money we put our money in like our economy and like honestly in military but like not not for it's like our own people you know and like that just sucks. Like I just, I just don't know. Like, <sighs>
0: also, um, slightly changing the topic, uh, back to um, uh, what we were talking about earlier. Has anybody read the play *Trifles*?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, it's one of my favorite plays ever. I've had to read it in like every every, uh, in like every literature class I've ever taken. Uh, or English class. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but anyways, for the audience and for you guys, you guys should definitely read it, but it was written...
3: Uh,
0: It's not recent, but it's about a wife who murders her husband, and then um, the whole play revolves around three men who are trying to find out what happened, and two women women who are there with the men uh, who are like their in their wives and it's really cool too because like um the writer gave names and descriptions to the men but to the women they're just the wife of blank or the wife of blank and their descriptions are just solely like their their physicality but that was like uh the the writer was doing that purposely to prove how women are viewed generally uh it's like the wife of blank and like men were like Oh, this guy is the sheriff of the town, and he's a very problem And women is like pale complexion, not very pleasant looking. Uh, whatever, blah, blah 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 blah. And it's just a genius play. Um, it's one of my favorite plays ever. I highly recommend it. But it's called Trifles, and I love using that word. Um, because trifles is something that has little importance or is uh very like not relevant and at one point in the play one of the males says oh you know women and all they care about are their little trifles uh and I just how can you just how how did the writer just manage to like just in one light encompass what it's like to be a woman like it doesn't matter how you like and like also, like, I noticed that, like, men are allowed to be, like, passionate about what they can. And, like, if they're passionate about something and, like, they're, like, aggressive about something they feel about, like, then it's respected. It's like, oh, you really know what you want and you stand your ground. But for a woman, it's like you're emotional. You're letting your emotions take over and you're being a bitch and you are you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I feel like for most of my life, that's been the reaction I've gotten from from most people when I'm like passionate about something or when I really like something it's like uh it's, that's a trifle you're getting emotional about it and it's stupid but I've seen the exact opposite of whenever, or whenever men have either the same thing to say or thinks of very little value to add to a conversation or whatever and they're like oh yes
2: I love when you said blah 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 blah, blah. T- testosterone yes 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 Wait, I also, like, read, I remember reading something, like, I don't know if this is accurate, so, like, don't quote me on it, but that people, like, women and men, like, like, the society as a whole just tends to, like, view men's voices more positively than female voices. And, like, that's another thing, like, just who you listen to as well, like, in a crowd when people are talking. Mm -hmm. Bro,
1: I watched this TED Talk a few years ago about this um, woman, who, like, um, she was, like, a CEO of a company, I think, and she, like, modulated her voice lower so that people would take her seriously, and I was, like, that's that's wild. Like, the effort that goes into that just to, like, be taken seriously is astounding.
2: Oh, just how it's, like, more acceptable... Okay, wait, this is, like, going to parenting a little bit, but how it's, like, more acceptable for men to, like pursue their passions whereas like women if they're like pursuing their passions and not wanting to get married or not wanting or not wanting to have children or something it's like something's wrong with you and like also just the fact that it's like inherently obviously like this is very obvious but it's just inherently the woman's like responsibility to take care of children and like that's just a lot to put on any one person you know I don't know like especially if you have like just the waste double standard um also
0: right now when he's talked about like the CEO having to change her voice to be taken more seriously, it like immediately made me think of like customer service uh male versus female, and like especially at a restaurant, I feel like in general customers like especially if you work at like a restaurant with like higher prices that it may be more inaccessible to some people, uh so you're dealing mostly with like upper middle class customers. Uh, or just upper class customers. Uh, there's obviously the classism, so it, it's not uh, like people who work in that kind of environment are no stranger to co- to condescending attitudes, uh, just because of classism. Um, but also, like I feel like when you're a female and like there's just so much. It's like you have to be like smile and sound cheery, yay and happy like 24 seven. And, like, you're going to get even more condescending attitudes and, like, th- th- there's so much more pressure on you to be more perfect because there's more slip up for, like, the man. And, like, I feel like what well, from what I've experienced, like, male, uh, uh, what's, what's it called? Like, male workers in that environment, like the restaurant, customer service uh, environment in a restaurant, just do not get the worst end of the stick most of the time it's often like often like the females and like the way that customers and when customers are agitated the way they talk to female female employees versus how they talk to male employees is like completely different
3: um i was gonna say like what you guys are talking about reminds me i read like a twitter thread a couple months ago it was like a female artist and she was talking about how like in her emails she started faking like a uh, a male secretary when like people were like asking for uh prices for art or like appointments or whatever and then because like when she would do it herself and she would sign off with her name then like males would often like ask her questions or like push her to like change to what they want but then like when she changed it to have like a fake male secretary they would like not even question it and then like also like she was, said that she was able to get away with, like, saying things in, like, a more dry manner, and then people would just take it. But, like, if she said that, like, and signed her name, like, her real name, then she would, like, be called rude or whatever. I feel like the standard for, like, even just, like, the way that we have to word things in order to, like, not seem offensive or whatever versus men is just, like,
2: not yep. it. That's so true. That's on period Like, the excess of exclamation points, I, like, add to, like, emails to not sound boring or a standoffish. Or just, like, saying, like, I'm sorry. I do that so much. I feel like we, like, all women tend to do, say, I'm sorry, a lot.
1: And also, I don't know if that made sense.
3: Yeah.
0: We seriously... I think about it, I literally know no men who are like constantly like oh like I'm sorry, oh I'm sorry, I got on your way. Oh I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I literally like I think I've only heard men apologize like three (laughs) times.
2: Dude, you're right. (laughs) Men need to do better.
1: (laughs) But I guess like going back to like every everything we've said kind of ties together, like the internalized misogyny, double standards, um like changing ourselves to sort of like fit into the patriarchy better. Um I guess like I think it's interesting how also like media comes into play in in this topic. So like how do you how do you guys think like media interacts with like um like the reinforcement of gender norms. Wait, or gendered comp- gendered norms.
2: Have you guys watched The Kissing Booth?
1: No. I know it didn't look good. No,
2: it wasn't good. Don't watch it. But um, like there's like it was like obviously written by like a male writer, right? And there was just a lot of things in that. Like I don't know where I'm going with this either. But like there's just a lot of things that were just like very inherently seen only through the male perspective. Like there was like a scene in the first movie where, like, they're getting into a fight and she, like, gets out of the car and starts walking away. And he, like, yells at her and then yells at her to get back in the car. And then he finally, like, hits the car and, like, that gets her to stop. And, like, then she actually gets in the car. And I'm like, that's actually just advocating for, like, abuse. Like, abuse. And I'm like, dude, like, girls don't need to take that shit. Like, they, she should keep walking. And, like, more than that, there was just, like, this other scene where... She was like thirsting over a man and the entire school could hear and everyone was just like ridiculing her for like thirsting over this man when like girl when like guys obviously like say way shittier things and like are allowed to get away with it. But yeah.
0: On a bit of a positive note, um I think one of the reasons why Post is such an important show to me is just because it's probably the first show i've ever watched where i resonate with the feminist message they're trying to um send and when i understand the misogynistic uh stuff and sexism that the women in the show endure the most uh because i feel that a lot of the times too it's still in the media when it comes to feminism white feminism comes first and the experience of a white woman comes first and although i can uh, it resonates with me to a degree because I'm a woman. It only resonates with me to a certain degree because there are things that I feel like uh, women of uh, like women. No, I'm not gonna like uh, like ethnicity because I don't consider myself like a woman of color. Like I am Hispanic, but like I feel like I have white passing privileges, and I feel like that must be acknowledged. Um, but. Yeah, I feel like Post was one of the first shows that, like, I resonated with, with, like, the message and, like, the struggle. And and on, on top of that, um, it, it's so just cleverly written because of that feminism. But then, at the same time, I will never know what it's like to experience the world as a woman of color and as a trans woman of color. Um, So the fact that the show was so beautifully able to do that, but the show's not just about that. It's about the life of these women and celebrating the life of these women. It's just incredible to me like the writer is a genius to me and like Dude, yeah. yeah I feel like that's why Pulse is such an important show to me because it's like the first time in media and like mass media because it's like a generally like popular show where like the experiences of like a like a non-white female are like more thoroughly explained and like kind of like mm-hmm. explored a bit if that makes sense I don't know mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree, and I also like kind of wanted to add, um like a lot of what we're talking about is like our experiences navigating in a like the societal norm of gender. So like obviously all of us understand that gender is something that like kind of like doesn't exist, or like it, it's like it's not something that's so like that can be definitively placed in a box like it is um, in a lot of, like, I guess the way we interact as... I don't know how to say this. Like, Wait, gender like, is an
2: expression. I, yeah, I think it's that's like what not
1: I Yeah, yeah, it's not something that is or is Like, I guess it's not... It, you can't, like, definitively define what it is, but, like, I think, like, I've seen that used as an argument against, like, the trans experience, because people are, like, if gender isn't something that's like technically real, then why do you need to like transition? And I think like, um I like watched a video about this and it's like, even if gender isn't real, like society has structured it in a way so that the effects are very real. So even if it isn't real and we can like consciously acknowledge that like um like in our brains, but like what we experience like physically out there in the world will still be different.
2: Yeah. And and also if it is an expression like what's wrong with making your expression fit your like sex like your genitalia you know like I guess I don't know if that makes sense perhaps that doesn't. yeah
1: yeah so like I don't know I feel like yeah that I guess you can't really use that ex that I guess like women can mean anything and man can mean anything but like. A lot of it is just, like, how you are perceived. So if you are perceived as a woman, you'll be treated a certain way. And if you are perceived as a man, you'll be treated in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, like, sort of, like, going back to the media, um, something, like, something I talked about with a friend recently, because, you know, how, like, Avatar is sort of big now, um, yet again, because it was added to Netflix. Um, I have never in my life, <laughs> like, scene of, like, a female, like, cartoon character, like, get so much vitriol is, like, Korra from Legend of Korra, and, like, her, her and her show get, like, so much, like, hate, and, like, her as a character, um, and, like, even, I think, like, even when I was, like, 12 and I first watched Legend of Korra, I was, like, I don't really like this compared to, like, Aang and, like, The Last Avatar, but, like, I re it this past year, and, like, I realized, like, a lot of, like, my feelings against Cora, like, the fact that she is, like, so brash and, like, so bold and, like, sometimes very violent and aggressive. um, Like, I can- I'm, like, I was not able to accept that when I was younger just because, like, those were not traits that were, like, acceptable for a woman to have. <laughs> and, like, also, I just, like, didn't accept Cora as, like, um, like, a multi-dimensional character. I only saw her for, like, her violence or, like, her aggressiveness. But, like, I think, like, actually the show is, like, extremely, like, well done, even though, like, there were a lot of production problems, like, throughout the process. Just because, like, there's, like, no other show that is oriented sort of towards, like, a younger demographic that has, like um, uh, like, a woman... Who a woman of color who is like indigenous, an indigenous woman of color as the most important character of the show, mm. and also like, um, what was I gonna say? Who who is like comfortable with her like femmin femininity fem fem, fem- <laughs> femininity, <laughs> <laughs> even though like like it is perceived as more like traditionally masculine. Like she is Cora is like hella ripped. She's like she has hella muscles. Um, And she's, like, comfortable with that. She's, like, she doesn't ever try to, like, make herself smaller or, like, more acceptable to the men in the show. And I think, like, that's, like, really, I I really respect, like, what the writers did. Mm
2: -hmm. If you like what we've created here today, make sure to subscribe for weekly episodes and connect with us on Instagram at RollingTheDicePodcast.